Good evening. My name is Oren. I have new life in Christ, and I am in recovery from lust, pride, and anger. It's so good to be with you all tonight. Uh, I serve as the Senior Director of Equipping here at Watermark, and I am so glad to be here. I've heard so many good things about Regen, and I'm so thankful to be here with you all. Let, let me just say, whether this is your first time here or not, we are so glad you're here. We know that we all need help. And I just want to tell you tonight that God loves you and there is grace for you and for me. It is available to us tonight. Isn't that good news? Amen. Amen. As we make, make our way through our, a series on emotions, we're talking about anger. And I wanted to share my story with you and how I have found hope and forgiveness and freedom, and I'm still finding freedom in Christ every day. Let me tell you a little bit about my story. So I grew up in uh, the great city of Houston, Texas, and uh, I had wonderful parents. Uh, they, were, they were believers. They were Christians. They took us to church. Every time the door opened, we were there. I'm so thankful for that. A, a wonderful, stable fun family. My, my father was my best friend. Uh, he was all, like a, a big brother to me, actually. Uh, he used to play it up. We would be in airports sometimes and people would think we were brothers and that my mom, his wife, was our mom. And, uh, and he would play it up. He was like, hey, mom, where do you want to go? It was terrible. She hated it. It would always be offensive to her. Uh, but, he, but just to say, like, he, was, he was a really fun dad. And I'm so thankful for the home I got to grow up in. My junior year of high school, uh, my father was diagnosed uh, with uh, the, the fourth and final stage of AIDS. Uh, this was 1991, so I didn't know much about it. I thought, can you just give him some medicine? We can go home, uh, at which time they told us it's, it's terminal. He has about a year to live. And so my life was turned upside down. Uh, for two years, he was, he was sick, um, though relatively healthy. But the, the summer after my senior year of high school, uh, my dad died. And, you know, I, I struggled a lot with uh, just anger. Um, I, I could not conceive of the fact that, that my dad would die. And I was angry at God. How could my best friend die? And as a result, my life quickly headed down uh, a path of anger and destruction uh, I, was, I was angry at God and I was angry at others and I would take it out on anyone and anything. I responded in anger against myself. I responded in anger against others. I tried to escape through substance abuse. I deprived myself of food. I lost about 60 pounds. I was at a very unhealthy weight. I spoke to others that, that tore them down. I insulted them. I, I spoke harshly to them. I constantly grumbled, complained. I was so critical. I gave people silent treatment. My mom remarried uh, shortly after my dad died and, and uh, just in anger, I stopped talking to her. I didn't speak to my mother for two years. My family was blown apart. I was depressed. I was hopeless. I lived a destructive life. Uh, I stole, I got fired from a discount tire company for stealing car parts and selling them on the side to fuel my love for racing my Mustang. Um, uh, loved to fight uh, just for the fun of it. 
Uh, my best friend and I used to go into academy and, uh, and rip bo- boxing gloves off the shelf. And, uh, and he made me promise that I would never punch him in the face. And I was always the first one to punch him in the face and knock him out on the floor. Uh, it was a great time. No, it was not. It was awful. I was hopeless. I was depressed. Uh, and I, in, in, if you were in my path, I, I, I would lash out in anger toward you. And you know, maybe you're here tonight and you've, and you've experienced some of the same things. Maybe you experienced similar anger, right? It manifests itself in all kinds of different ways. Maybe it's a relational conflict that, that drags on despite countless attempts at resolution. Maybe it's a, a personal weakness. Maybe it's a, a health issue or, or, or illness that, that keeps just getting you down and dogging you and despite countless attempts by the doctors to change, to get help, treatment. Maybe you feel trapped in a difficult or painful situation that you don't see your way out of. Maybe, maybe you've been betrayed, you've been hurt, that's it's left you suffering, maybe financially, relationally certainly, and, and maybe you even see that person who betrayed you as, as prospering and doing what, and it just fuels your anger. When I think about my life in those years, uh, Titus 3, 3 comes to mind. It says that we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions, pleasures, passing our days in malice, right? harming others, envy, hated by others, and hating one another. That was me. I was, I was enslaved. I had no power to overcome my anger. I was living in constant defeat. But I'm here to tell you that God stepped into my life and he changed it. And you know what? He can change yours too. And, and how did he change it? I want you to look at the rest of the passage in Titus uh, 3 verse 4. But, in that glorious word, but, when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared. Think about his character there, his goodness, his loving kindness. Not his his anger, not his frustration, not his disappointment. When the goodness and loving kindness, right, the mercy that he looked on me, in my lowly condition, my, my spiritual bankruptcy, God, our Savior, appeared, right? The only one who could save. Nothing I could do could atone for my sin. Nothing I could do could, could satisfy God's wrath and justice against my sin, against him, against others. No, it's God, our Savior, who appeared. And verse five says, he saved us. He saved me not because of works done by us in righteousness, as though any work could satisfy his demands of justice. I was a sinner. But it was according to his own mercy. Isn't that beautiful? His own mercy, his own compassion. How by the washing of regeneration, it's just a fancy word for for being made new, a new creation, 
by the washing. So you see cleansing here and the renewal of the Holy Spirit tells us how he did it by his spirit, whom he poured out on us richly, how through Jesus Christ, our Savior. For what purpose? So that being justified by his grace, being, being counted right. I, I was in the wrong before God. I had sinned against him. I had sinned against others. But God in his mercy justified me. He counted me to be in the right. How? By his grace. So that I would become an heir according to the hope of eternal life. And immediately what I lacked for those 21 years I immediately had. I had acceptance by God. Even though I had lost my earthly father, I gained an infinitely greater heavenly father through his son, Jesus Christ. What changed? What changed my life? Those glorious words in verse four. But when the goodness and kindness of God, our Savior, appeared. He's saved. And this is what I want to tell you tonight. There are resources for you in the life-changing good news of the gospel. The good news that Jesus, the very Son of God, lived the life that you and I couldn't live. Because we've disobeyed, we've sinned against God. We, we understand, right, that, that we are broken. It doesn't take very long for me to, 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 to provide evidence for my brokenness, for my sinfulness. I see it all over the place. And, and because of my brokenness and, and sin, God is holy and he, he must punish my sin like a, a, a righteous judge must do. But Jesus came and he lived the perfect life that I couldn't live and he died the death for sin that I deserve to die. The righteous, the just, for the unrighteous, for the unjust. He died the death I deserve to die and he paid the penalty, a penalty that I couldn't pay. He paid it in my place. And because of a sinless, obedient, perfect life, even though he died, death could not hold him down. And he was raised from the dead. He triumphed over sin and death and your brokenness and my brokenness. And I'm here to tell you tonight, like you hear every week, that the gospel is so powerful. It is so powerful not only to save you and me, it is so powerful that it is able to change you and me. And so whatever you are struggling with tonight, whatever you're fighting tonight, there is power in the gospel, the good news that Jesus has done what we couldn't do. As amazing as that is, not only is that just apply to Jesus, right? If you place your trust in him, if you place your trust in him, scripture says that you have died to sin. You have been raised with him. You have been seated with him in the heavenly places and his spirit is living inside of you. And friends, that's good news. That gives hope for change. And so we're so glad that you're here that you can find change and hope and forgiveness 
in the good news of Jesus Christ. We now get to hear from Ethan Howard, who's going to share his testimony and tell us even more of how the gospel not only saves, but it changes our lives. <laughs> 